welcome to Reframe and Rewire Greatness Through Daily Routine. This podcast is designed to alter your mindsets and transform your day-to-day from the second you open your eyes to you close them at night, adapting what I would call a success routine. This series is liable to change your life. And it's never the big things that you do, but the littlest things you do every day that make the biggest difference. And now, on to the podcast. Thank you for joining. Welcome back to the podcast as we continue in this series on the art of conflict. We have covered a lot of ground so far. We are moving into part seven. So we're a week into this. And if you're just now joining, I would encourage you to go back and listen from the very beginning as we have covered a lot of information on resolving conflict, but also dealing with uh, intense situations, situations where we feel like we are under pressure, and how to manage those situations in such a way that we can be productive and walk away feeling like we've actually resolved something. So yesterday we talked about identifying nonverbal cues, which I believe is incredibly important. When we understand those nonverbal cues, it makes it a lot easier for not only us in how we express ourselves, but also in how we read other people, especially if they're not communicating well or if they're not communicating at all. And then we talked the day prior to that about techniques to stay calm. We talked about avoiding the blame game and ground rules. And those general ground rules really carry on throughout the entire series. So would be really great for you to go back and listen from the very start. Well, today I want to talk about prioritizing um, the conflict in understanding what is really going on. In other words, we need to realize that it's important to resolve the conflict itself rather than just being right. Okay, so this is going to require you to step outside of your own emotional state, outside of maybe biased opinions and thoughts, in which we have covered a little bit uh, earlier on in this series. But realizing that a conflict is typically one that involves more than just you. Okay, and it is frustrating to call uh, with an angry, you know, person that's involved in it, whether it's, you know, something in the workplace that say is in regard to a policy change that was implemented by your manager or maybe in your personal life uh, where the situation itself is beyond just you. Uh, Therefore, when you're trying to resolve the conflict, you might need to take a step back and assess the situation and think, um, without emotion, which is, you know, it's a bit of a, I guess, a, a I want to say it's a, a skill set. Because this is something you can get used to doing if you really want to. You just have to pull yourself out of your own emotional state for a moment and think outside the box, objectively as possible. Recognizing that even if you have a strong opinion on one end of the spectrum, it would be more beneficial for you to wave the white flag and try to really listen and lean in to what's being spoken so that you can understand what other people are feeling or saying. Conflict resolution is oftentimes about making sacrifices. It's often about putting your own specific bias down and really being open to, you know, uh, discovering, and that's a good word, discovering, new perspectives in that situation. 
So again, it's not about being right. It's about prioritizing the resolve on the conflict itself. And, and whether it is personal or professional, that's going to be the key to bringing it to some sort of compromise. We also need to know when to apologize and when to forgive. Two of the hardest words to say are, I'm sorry. It's not easy to apologize when you feel like you were the one that was right, but we can't let pride deter us from making amends with the person that maybe we're in conflict with. In an instant when the other person might be responsible for apologizing to you, you might feel so angry, so frustrated, so riled up about the comments they made that you don't think you can forgive them. However, relationships are relationships. And we need to weigh out whether or not those relationships are worth the effort and sacrifice it takes um, to keep conflicts at bay and to resolve in some way, shape, or form. And, and these might be professional relationships. And, and in that case, we need to realize how important it is that we keep those relationships professional. Uh, on a personal end, we may need to realize how important those relationships are to us and decide not to just dissolve them because we have some kind of prideful mindset about it. Okay, so we need to put aside our personal annoyances and choose, and yes, it is a choice, to forgive that person. This will make for a healthier relationship and it'll enable both parties to move forward. Now, I'd really love to take a deep dive right now on forgiveness, but I'm going to hold off at this point because I think we might get to this later in the game. But I just want to say one word about it. Forgiveness is not about punishing the other person. Or, or I, sh I should say unforgiveness is not about punishing the other person. Unforgiveness holds us captive to the other person because we are going to end up shackled to their um, offenses, their upset, their anger towards us, and really make us a slave to them ultimately because we're not willing to let go of those feelings. And so we're the ones that are tortured by it. They could care less about how it's affected us. So again, I don't want to take a deep dive on this, but I just want to mention that at this point. And I want to encourage you to come back tomorrow because we have a lot more to share. It's Michelle Stephas, Reframe and Rewire. Keep reading.